Reporting on the games you love by people who love to game. The MMO Reporter Network. Greetings, friends, and welcome to episode 10 of the Game Diplomat Podcast, a bite-sized show about great games you might have missed. I'm your host, Josh Augustine, and today I want to tell you all about how I possessed a crossbow, used it to kill my best friend, and then stole his body, Also, I could retake corporeal form and slay an ancient tentacled old god. It all happened in Crawl, a local multiplayer dungeon crawler where one player is the hero and everyone else possesses the monsters and traps in the dungeon to try and kill them as they fight through it. It was created and self-published by Powerhoof and released on Steam in August of 2016. So first, let's take a look at how you play Crawl. So it starts just like an old arcade game. It's 2D, it's wonderfully pixelated, it's got that classic game vibe, right? So you enter your initials to open your save game file, just like you did down at the arcade, right, on these cabinets. Uh, You set up your character, and then you lock in and wait for your buddies to do the same. And then your characters all get put into a tiny room with just some set dressing, and the narrator starts speaking, gives you one of the many randomized reasons why you're about to do the unspeakable things you're about to do. Namely, kill each other. (laughs) So that's the very first part, and the last player standing becomes the starting hero. And that's the only one of you who starts the game in, like, body form, right? The rest of you rise up as ghosts, and you're going to haunt them and take them down that way. And when they eventually do kill the hero, because believe me, they will, (laughs) whoever dealt the killing blow takes over the hero's body, and they become the hero, at least until, you know, they get killed, and then someone else takes over, and this is vicious cycle that just continues throughout the whole level. So when you're the hero, dungeon exploring is pretty straightforward. You move and fight in real time, and the dungeon is a set of 2D rooms connected via doorways. And whenever there's a monster in the room, all the doors slam shut, and you have to defeat whatever's in there before you can move on. So the hero has to explore the dungeon, battle monsters, and collect gold to buy loot from the shop. And they're trying to get up to level 10, and then in theory also get some gear, and then they need to locate a portal that takes them to the old god's lair, which is the final boss fight in the dungeon. And whoever kills the final boss fight gets out of the dungeon alive. And everyone else dies and is trapped there forever. (laughs) It's a cheery game. Uh, If you fail a boss fight, you get kind of kicked out of the portal. And then that portal crumbles. And you have to explore down to a lower layer of the dungeon to find another portal. Because each layer has one portal. And you can only fail three times. Because after kind of people try and fail three times to defeat the old boss, the dungeon just ends and everyone loses. You're all trapped down there. All right, so that's how you play. One last note before we uh, jump into the reasons you should play it is a little disclaimer. You need a controller to play this game. First of all, it's local multiplayer, right? So you can't all be on the keyboard and mouse. It just wouldn't work. One of you can, but it's just, it's not very good. It's just kind of awful to play that way. So you really need controllers and you need one controller for every person you want playing the game. Up to four people can play together. So you really need four controllers. I really recommend the Xbox controller has a nice USB connection. It's really solid. Uh, You can get it basically anywhere. Strong of will they enter uninvited. And those ancient malicious halls do their evil work once more. Minds bend then rupture. Strength. 
strange. He could feel their gaze still. <laughs> Alright, so that was one of the intros to the game. So that's where all of you start around a campfire. And one's like down on his knees, like holding his head. The other one's like tearing out his hair. And then you all just go aggro instantly. And you fight for... You heard how long it lasts. It lasted like three seconds till one's the last man standing. And then the like, ghosts rise. And the narrator, you know, he could still feel their stares. I love that narrator's voice. So cool. Anyways... Let's talk about the seven reasons to drop everything and immediately play this game. Reason number one, fighting with your friends is suddenly hilarious and fun. <laughs> Normally fighting with your friends is not a good thing. Uh, but this is a game that you simply have to play with friends in one room. I mean, technically you can play against AI bots and they range from easy to hard. And it's fine for learning the game and unlocking new gods and features and stuff like that. And just kind of learning how it works. But this game is 100% built for sitting on a couch with your buddies and proceeding to yell, taunt, straight up troll each other for half an hour while laughing uncontrollably. It's just, it's it's unparalleled. It's great. So if you've ever played something like Gauntlet or Monaco, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or even maybe something like the old console games like GoldenEye or Super Smash Brothers, even early Halo where you're playing like split screen multiplayer. It has that exact same feel. Uh, the dungeon is broken up into multiple levels, and at the end of each one, you get a scoreboard, right? And it visually shows you how many kills and points everyone got. So the high, more points you got, you get raised up on this pedestal, and you see your little your opponent's friends on their tiny little pedestals, and you get to taunt them about it. Uh, all good-natured, of course. I mean, it's funny to, to mention, like, a scoreboard is, like, a real feature, but in, like, these kind of competitive local games, like, this is the screen of ultimate bragging rights. I love these scores, and they, they're sprinkled throughout the whole thing. And let's be honest for a second, nothing feels better than when one of your buddies is playing the hero and they're getting a little cocky and they're bragging about how good they're doing and then you just wreck his face with a trap or monster attack. It's so good. When, when the hero dies, the screen zooms in on the hero and like the rest goes to black and there's just red and orange streaks across the thing and just pixelated blood is just flowing out of him. <laughs> it's just like humanity restored flashes on the screen in your character's color and that's how you know you're the one that got the killing blow and you get to take over. And of course that death screen is also the perfect time to throw out any of your prepared smack talk. You need to have like at least five incredible lines going into this because that's like half the fun of this game is just, you know, tra defeating the your friends and then laughing about it and taunting them with something. Uh, and with four people playing, assuming they're all pretty good, the hero role gets swapped around a lot. It's really hard to survive when there's four monsters swarming you and traps and just some of the rooms are so hard to get through. Alright, reason number two. Every monster is a unique snowflake of pain, death, and torment. So each room has certain traps inside of it and maybe some summoning circles. Traps can be possessed and kind of do their own thing, uh, but we'll talk about them in a second. If the room has a summoning circle inside of it, though, the ghosts have to race to it and use it to summon a monster they can control. Like, they basically take the form of the monster for a while. But each summoning circle can only be used once, and there's usually not enough in the room for everybody. And controlling a monster is really your best chance at killing the hero. It's really, really strong. So ghosts definitely fight over it and race and kind of position themselves as the room's transitioning to be prepared to get there first. It's kind of this fun, almost like a racing minigame <laughs> inside of it. And then the monster you become, though, is based on which god your character worships. Um, and these are not like your hap not like Poseidon, Zeus, Jehovah. You know, these are your old gods. These are like really twisted, nasty, gnarly things that you pick uh, when you first create your character at the start of each match. And so every monster that you could get has an attack and a special ability. 
Like the Minotaur can punch and then do a big charge that'll slam and stun anybody hits. There's like this cultist ghost thing. I don't really know what it is. But he slings goo in a straight line for a few seconds. Like he's shooting like a machine gun almost. And then he can also dash. But I, I love that guy because he feels a little bit like Lucian's ultimate from League of Legends. If you're familiar with that. Like you lock in a direction. And then it shoots in that direction and you can move freely while you're doing it. Uh, and then there's like a fish who spits bubble bombs that float around that look really silly at first but then you realize how much damage they're doing to you and there's nothing funny about the fish flopping around on the floor anymore uh he can also leave like this gross trail of ooze behind him for a while i think it deals damage and slows you i was never quite sure i was too busy getting killed to really understand what was going on with it Uh, and i never picked it because it's a fish and it looks kind of lame but hey that's just me uh i was more into the goblins they can like set traps and bombs and swing their swords it was really cool Reason number three, you can wield ultimate power forever! Or at least until the match ends, right? <laughs> As you damage the hero, which, so when you're not the hero, you're these monsters or ghosts. As you damage the hero, you're earning points. And then whenever you hit the scoreboard between levels, like layers in the dungeon, you can upgrade your monsters. So your god choice determines which three monsters uh, you get at the start, right? But each of those monsters can be upgraded along different paths into larger, scarier, more powerful versions, you know. And they get some really cool stuff. Let's just look at one of the examples, right? So the gnome starts with a pickaxe and can lay traps. It looks like bear traps. And he can lay them out like crazy. He's just littering the floor with them, right? But you can evolve him into the hobgoblin who throws daggers and drops bombs that explode. Or you can evolve him into the satyr who shoots a blow dart gun and can like plant shields in the ground to kind of block the hero's attacks and movement. So you can actually force him into a corner, um, which combined with some other monsters is really good. Uh, but you don't want to help the other monsters too much, right? Because you want to get the killing blow, not them. Um, so it's this interesting kind of give and take. But then from there, from the hobgoblin or satyr, you can evolve into an orc, which has a big cleaving two attack combo or a dodge roll. Uh, or you can get him into a trickster who shoots poison darts instead of the normal blow dart gun, and then he can drop a totem that also shoots its own darts. And then those, again, in tier 4, you can evolve them into a dragon who breathes fire everywhere and is as awesome as you think it should be. <laughs> or a minotaur lord who charges around and stuns with his attacks. Uh, and this big AoE hit, it's just really cool. So that's just one of the many, many uh, monster paths that are in the game. But you can kind of see, like, as you're playing, you can really mix it up and get new and powerful abilities that let you surprise your opponents um, with new tricks. So I know what you're thinking right now, because it's what I was thinking when I started playing this game. Playing the monsters are awesome, (laughs) right? Like all the stuff about them sounds really, really cool. I haven't said said too much about the hero. He's got his own thing. We'll talk about that in a second. But the monsters are really cool. And that's, this is like the biggest thing that Crawl succeeds in that most other asymmetrical multiplayer games uh, that I've played just don't really do as well. And that's where, you know, asymmetrical multiplayer games, that's where players play totally different types of characters and roles than their opponents. So, like, Left 4 Dead 2 is actually a really good example where they did it well, where the zombies versus the humans. And they they function really differently. But in Left 4 Dead 2, it was really fun to play both sides. But, like, Evolve is an example where I don't think it was nearly as fun to play the humans as what to be the monster. There was 1v4, kind of like this. But the humans were just kind of boring because it was just like every other shooter game. And except you're playing someone who got to play the fun monster and that person was having fun. Uh, and so in Crawl, I think it's actually really fun to be both the hero because you're like the, the I don't want to say God, right? But you're like so powerful. You're just crushing everybody. You're the raid boss. And then everyone else is the monsters. But all the monsters are so fun to play that it's really fun to be on both sides. They both feel special and fun. It's not like, oh, you're just here to make sure the other people are having fun. So 
that's all the monster stuff, right? So let's talk about some of the hero progression, though. As the hero kills monsters and loots treasure chests, he, he collects gold. And gold can be spent at the shop, but you have to be in hero form. And you have to get to the shop alive <laughs> in order to do it. But if you get there, you can buy new weapons. And the weapons will give you new attacks or artifacts that give you passive effects. Or you can upgrade your movement ability. By default, it's a dodge. Uh, or you can buy consumable potions that give you temporary boosts, heal you up, that sort of stuff. So just some examples, right? You can replace your default dodge with a super fast dodge or a charged rush attack like the Minotaur charge. You can replace your sword, which is kind of just a simple, you know, you, you three combo attack, real up close, no big deal. You can get throwing daggers or a spear. Um, you can buy artifacts with passive bonuses like uh, when you're bleeding, which is when you're low health, you get, uh, you take reduced damage or you get a shield. And the hero can also actually find altars and shrines throughout the levels. And I haven't figured out exactly how they work, but you can pay a small amount of gold when you're there to get like temporary buffs or debuffs or teleport to the shop. There's a lot of different stuff happening with them and I don't understand them all. Um, but usually if you see one as the hero, you just want to take it because it gets you out of the room most of the time. And usually you're surrounded by horrible monsters and you just want to get out of there. All right. Reason number four. Traps are delightfully wicked. You will cackle like a demon at least once per match in this game. I guarantee it. There's just no better feeling than setting up a trap. Because the difference with traps and monsters, monsters, you're like running out there all the time. You're chasing them down. You're trying to, you know, force them into corners, that sort of stuff. Traps are immobile. So you'll just like see a set of holes in the floor and then a little thing next to it. And if you possess that thing, basically you're the lever that activates spikes to come out of there. But everyone can see that there's holes in the floor. You can go over. Well, we'll talk about some of them. Um, but it's fun because the heroes so focus on the monsters most of the time. Because they're the bigger threat. And they're flashier. They're scarier. Um, there's just no better feeling than when they're running away from Minotaur. And you've, you're just sitting there. And you've been sitting on the spike trap for like 30 seconds just waiting. Because the hero's low. And you know if he comes over here, I'm just going to kill him. And you just wait, 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 wait. And then he steps on it and you just bam! Right when he thinks he's safe, you take him out. Uh, it's just so fun. And th there are a lot of different f traps, right? So there's floor spikes I mentioned. There's mounted crossbows, which are cool. So the crossbows, uh, but you can't really aim them. They go in a fixed direction. Uh, but then other things, like there's like a, a lamp that breathes fire. And you can aim that one all around you however you like. But the favorite one, there's like this medieval, it looks like a medieval like hockey puck, but it's really big has a razor blades coming out the side and you shoot it out and it bounces around the room like a little pinball machine. Um, and so it's just really fun. And you have to shoot it out in a cardinal direction. So one of the 90 degree angles. So you can't always get it perfect, but there's just really fun things where you can see like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, it's going to get it. And then you try and bounce it off and get to him. And sometimes you can hit him multiple times with it. It just feels really fun. I love that one. And then there's the weaker traps. Like there's just barrels and boxes around. You can just go full poltergeist, right? You just possess the box and throw it at him. It doesn't do a ton of damage, but it's still fun. And, and I mean, if you can get a killing blow with a barrel or something, that's like ultimate bragging rights because it deals like one hit point and then you can taunt all the other ghosts. Yeah, you were out there with your giant minotaur, your orc lobbing bombs all over the place, like your Link and Super Smash. And I just killed him with a barrel. No big deal. <laughs> it's really fun. All right. Reason number five. Listen to this trailer. So this is the trailer that they released when they did uh, Steam Greenlight. And I'll put a link in the show notes so you can watch it too. Because there's lots of like text words. And, and what he's saying goes along with what you see. Uh, the voice actor and lines in this are just amazing. It perfectly captures the overly dramatic dark tone of the game. Uh, and I, I just think it's one of the best game trailers ever made. So let's listen to it. Oh, and it's like two minutes long, so I hope you like it. 
Otherwise, you're going to hate the next few minutes. Here we go. In the caverns beneath the earth, all turn mad. For time untold, I had drifted, dead and alone. But now I watched as a mortal man once again trod the forgotten halls, living flesh that must be broken. I took possession of black mechanisms and cruel traps sprung at my command. And where the floor was etched with arcane symbols, I could rise for a time as the creatures of the old gods. I summoned beasts of the earth and long dead things with tentacles and blades. I wore them for skin and possessed their minds and flung them at this man. Again and again he cut me down and I was tickled to see a trace of hope in his eyes. Did he think it was just me down here? The others flanked with hooked teeth and claws and bled him of his faith. He was soon to die, this puppet of flesh. But who would deliver the killing blow? If I slay him, I will take his place and be reborn, human again. And by my hand he fell. Humanity poured from his corpse and filled me to the brim. It flashed arcs and beams of power and flared my flesh reborn. The dark gods were pleased with the living blood I had spilt and rewarded me with riches. Taking these, I traded with the stranger for weapons, tinctures, and powerful magics. With new vicious tools, I butchered beast after beast, growing ever stronger. But the monsters grew also, and I could seldom hold mortal life for long. Beasts were shredded underfoot as we fought for our prize. That one fading spark of humanity, we seized it, we lost it, or we took it and we fled. For life alone held deliverance. And stealing that prize, I fed a hail of blades and teeth and flame to a room most strange and otherworldly. The Eldritch Stone split a ragged hole in the air, a gateway to the real world above, and freedom. If you dare face the horror behind. All right, reason number six, you can worship different gods. Now, if I'm being honest, blasphemy isn't usually a strong selling point for me in caves, but in this one, it's a pretty cool progression. So like I mentioned, you start with the, you have to pick an old god at the start, and you only have three options when you first start playing the game. And your choice gives you a passive effect and determines the monsters, right? So it's kind of a big deal, right? Zophont the Ageless Blight Demon isn't giving out freaky eyeball monsters to just anyone, you know? But you unlock new gods as you play the game. So you start with only three options, so pretty limited. Um, so this isn't like a dungeon level progression like everything else we've talked about. These are unlocks that you earn on your account, essentially. Uh, as you beat dungeons and complete play sessions, you get new gods, new upgrade paths for your existing monsters, even new items to buy in the shop. You're constantly unlocking stuff. So it doesn't. It may not sound like a whole lot. It may not sound super cool, but it's really a big deal. Because it adds a lot to the replayability. And the game doesn't need a whole lot of replayability to me. Because one, it's a $10 game. And you get to, and you all get to play on one copy. So if you're playing with four friends, you're, you each paid essentially $250 uh, to play this game. 
And even if you only play the game once for an hour, that alone is already worth it. Um, but you pretty much just cruise through the dungeons, fight for control of the hero, and then kill an old god every time. It's randomized, right? The bosses are randomized, the rooms are randomized, all that sort of stuff. But it's still kind of the same thing every time. So having new gods, new monsters, new items, new abilities constantly being added to the game as you guys play over the course of days, week, even months, it makes sure that there's just always something new to surprise each other. Because that's like the most exciting thing is when... You kill the hero with an ability they didn't even know you had. Or you bring out a new monster and nobody knows what it's going to do. And all of a sudden it does this crazy shooting, shoots lasers out of his eyes or whatever. Like, it's just really fun. You get to hear everyone shout in confusion and anguish as the hero crumbles before your new mighty monster. You just shout out some cool trash talk like, I don't, I don't know, cry, friends, cry, I'm the winner. Okay, that, that's that's not good trash talk. I trust you come up with something better than that. I don't know. <laughs> come up with something awesome to say. How about this? Come up with something awesome to say, and then tell them I came up with it. Can we just agree on that? Yeah, come up with some sweet trash talk, then tell them I told you. All right, reason number seven. It's got them sweet old school boss mechanics you've been craving. The old god fights are super fun. So this is the boss that you get to at the very end. You have to fight through the portal to get to it. And they just feel like they're straight out of 90s arcade console games. Right? Like the first one I did on the live stream, uh, which you can watch on the show notes, gamediplomat.com, what? was Kurok. He's a tentacle monster guy. shoots laser beams out of his eye. Oh, and they're like little exploding blob monsters that fall from the cavern roof occasionally. I don't know why they're falling, but they do. And when Kurok shoots out his beams out of his eye, he, he screams so his mouth opens. And you, there's that small time window where you can hit one of the exploding monsters and kind of knock him back into his mouth. And if you do, right, classic arcade boss style, he falls forward temporarily, he explodes, he falls forward, and his brain is exposed, and you can attack it for a few seconds and take down like 10% of its health. So you have to do that over and over and over again to, to take him down. It's very old school platformer tricks, right? And each of the old gods has stuff for the ghosts to do too. So it's not just the hero versus the old god. The players play the old god. Like my favorite one is the three-headed Hydra monster. I don't remember its name. But each of the three heads can be possessed by a different player. And then that lets them use the attacks of the head. Like there's fire ice and poison, I think. But if you're controlling a head, it also lets you fight over the movement of the Hydra. And I say fight because every head has an equal say. So if one of you is trying to make it go left, the other one's trying to go right, it's going to get stuck in the middle until the third player weighs in to break the tie. Uh, or you kind of convince them, go right, go right, go right, the hero's going that way, go right, go right. And you're just shouting at each other while the hero's trying to dodge you. And it just reminds me of like all those old like kind of goofy fantasy things where the two-headed ogre's fighting with itself and can't figure out what to do. Uh, it's just really funny. There's lots of yelling. Uh, it's really fun. So if you agree that it sounds fun, you can buy this game for 10 bucks. The li links to all the store will be on GameDiplomat.com, along with everything we talked about here and a live stream video of me playing through this for an hour. I tried to get a live stream of me playing with friends because I think it's just way more fun that way. I thought it'd be fun for you guys to see the, b see the banter. I just couldn't get it to work out. Uh, so it's just me playing against the AI, but it's really fun. Check it out. And that sound of fighting and chaos means it's time for the trivia question. Uh, Powerhoof sent us three key keys to give away on the show, so thank you to them for that. Uh, and remember, it's local multiplayer, so you only need one code for your whole group of friends. This is three groups of friends. Essentially, 12 people can play with these three keys. Make it happen. And you can win one right now by answering this trivia question. 
Which of these phrases is not used in the game's second trailer, which we didn't uh, we didn't list on this show? I'm going to read these in my best voices. All right, option one. The darkness is alive with monsters. Two. Scampering vessels of repugnant humanity. Three. Who will survive and what will be left of them? Four. I can kill them and climb inside and wear their living bodies as my own. Or five, today I slay the gatekeeper and today I am free. So email and tweet your guesses to me, uh, however you want to contact me, just do it and I'll make sure you're on the list. Links to all that, gamediplomat.com. And the correct answer to last week's trivia question about dragon upgrades and defenders quest was flight. Surprisingly not an option in the game. So congratulations to Jarrett, who answered correctly and won a copy of Defender's Quest, which is a tower defense RPG that you can learn more about on Episode 9. If you enjoyed this show, you can tell your friends about us, you can leave a review on iTunes, join our Slack channel or Steam group, or hey, you can also donate money to support the show on GameDiplomat.com forward slash donate, which we would definitely appreciate. But no matter what, thanks for spending your time with us. I hope you found a fun new game to play. And in the next episode of Game Diplomat, we'll talk about Subnautica, an underwater survival game on an alien planet. We'll see you then. Rotting doors held fast by dark magic. By no blade would they open, lest blade be turned on flesh. And in that unholy pit, the dead come forth.